Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. What is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 Podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening here, and we have a great episode. It's the Weekend 6 Recap, and boy, was it jam-packed with some exciting stuff. I'm joined here with Dimitri, Dez, Stoney. whole squad is back here for this episode, and I have three full pages of topics that we need to talk about. So let's get right into it. And Dimitri interrupts me with his microphone. Just loud as can be um, anything anything else you need yeah yeah um i need you to give us your hot takes here let's start with the with the probably the most watched series of the weekend tennessee goes to ole miss and it was probably the most embarrassing performance i've seen from a number one ranked team in the country since i've started following college baseball can i before we get anywhere in this it's not ole miss fault that other publication news outlets ranked them number one they it's their fault for putting old miss in this position but it's old miss's fault for chirping and talking to the reporters before and after the game they correct. did it to themselves correct correct like dude i'm, I'm telling you right now when you, I, there should be a coach advisor somebody for the team when you have a press conference hey Bad loss tonight. Um, we'll, we're going to try to figure it out tomorrow and come back with a better game for the fans. We're going to try to do better this weekend. That was not our best stuff. Do not do not do the ammo filler. Bullets and board material. We went inside. They, we thought they couldn't hit it. They hit home runs. There's park is small. Ours is big. Dude. Well, I looked at the dimensions. The dimensions are almost identical. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it's it, it's right. almost team and fans' fault for getting too hyped up. They get too excited every year, and every year they get let down. They haven't learned yet. Dimitri was saying it offline. They haven't learned. When are they going to learn? I don't think they will. As long as their head coach is still their head coach, they're not going to learn. I'll say this. There's there's two sides of the coin here, in my opinion. One, I, I like Coach Bianco giving his players full reign to say whatever they want, do whatever they want, no restrictions. Hey, this is your team. I'm just here to manage it. But at the same time, whenever you give the keys to a Ferrari to an 18 or up to a 22 year old, they're going to scratch it up. They're going to wreck it every once in a while. And that's kind of what they did um, giving Tennessee the bulletin board material before the series started. And even during the season or Lane during Kiffin. the series, after getting whooped game one, they still were chirping. So, and they, and they threw Lane Kiffin out there to throw a golf ball as the first pitch. Yeah. It's, it, it's a joke. It's a joke. Dog and pony. Show by the way, by the way, I have a question. If I'm, I feel I might be missing like everything here. But what was the point of the golf ball? 
the football. During the football season, Tennessee fans were throwing things on the field at Ole Miss because Ole Miss was faking injuries during the last few minutes, and Ole Miss ended up winning the game. But there was a golf ball that was thrown onto the field. It hit Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. So then Lane Kiffin throws out the first pitch, but it happens to be a golf ball instead of a baseball. It it's was a funny, funny move. I love funny it. gimmick. I it, think was, that, it was a it was a great. It was I great, but they got killed. Move. That had nothing to do with the baseball team. Like that Lane Kiffin being Lane. That's why everybody loves Lane. But, but it happened on the base, baseball diamond before getting their asses handed to him for a second straight day. But even then, even then, that's like that's like Just the old miss. That's like the old miss freaking SID organizing some twenty year anniversary of the national championship. That had nothing to do with the current team. It's on the field, but it hadn't you know what I mean? Like it's a gimmick. If they get their ass kicked on twentieth anniversary of a national championship team, it's not the anniversary fault. Like right. it had nothing to do with the team. Same idea. But stop calling the other team out. When you like, just stop doing it. Say, hey, we did play good. We're gonna be better tomorrow. Stop saying their field is small. Stop saying they're bitches. They're stop saying fucking Grand Canyon. We got Arizona State over here calling them yep. belong in the same field as this. Like, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, also, let's uh, shout out Tennessee with the cursor on the uh, highlights throughout the weekend. Yes. yes. That was great. I literally, <laughs> me and Ben in the group message, literally thought that was that was Dimitri. Dimitri's demon that he caused. But no, it was the University of Tennessee. Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved every bit of that series. And uh, Dimitri, I apologize for blaming you for that cursor because I honestly <laughs> thought it was your, like you were recording the screen or whatever you do. And it was Tennessee. Oh, Their no. SID was doing it. Um, no, but I would hey, I wouldn't point out my own error like that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I have but too much pride for that. Is it um let's see, today is March twenty you guys seven, are listening seven. to this on the twenty-eighth, March twenty-eighth. Is it safe to say that Tennessee is hands down by far the best team in the country? Nobody even comes close to sniffing them. Not even close. The best. Pitching staff. They have power, they have fundamental they have feel they have i mean when i say power they have power on the mound and at the plate power like in this day and age of of baseball power is number one when it comes to just beating somebody that mm-hmm. so you're friday night guy the freshman throwing 95 96 with literal literal there's nothing finesse about tennessee there's nothing finesse there's no soft no. tops and lefties it's you know, right at you, over trying to overpower you, power you offensively and on the mound. Um, and they and, didn't, did well back, right? Yeah, and they're getting probably one of the best, most uh, most experienced pitchers back. So In like a week or two, yeah, nuts. He back. He was available last night and today. He's yeah. back next weekend. He'll be back next weekend. Yep. Yeah. I, I will mean, say. I will right. say if there were some positives um, this weekend for Ole Miss because obviously they were put in a bad spot. Uh, they were, like Dimitri said, ranked number one by different committees. Did they deserve it? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but they got they had a target on their back, and Tennessee was pissed off. Tony Vitello definitely rallied the troops and said, let's go to war. Let's show them who we are. Uh, but on the bright side, ten, I mean, Ole Miss did have a couple bright side things. One, the fans showed out. You know, it was a sold-out event all three days before the gates. I mean, the gates were never open to buy tickets. It was pre-sale. Everything was sold out. Love that. Uh, number two, Tim Elko still rakes, and we saw it against Ben Joyce. He turned a 101 mile an hour fastball dead center, about 450 feet. Gross. Uh, he's one of the most likable players in college baseball, just See, based off of his story. That's that's like my example. You were just reminding me. 
when is Tim Elka running a damn mouth about Tennessee Stadium being too small? Oh, when he's got to be Elka? furious at the team. Like, 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 so like, that, that is the guy. Like, okay, I'm going to fast forward. We'll get to it. Jace Young can back it up with his play for the most part, but he runs his mouth. He's a leader on the team, so he has the footstep. He has the position to do stuff like that. Tim Elko yeah. literally wears a C on his jersey. Literally has a captain on his jersey. He should be the only one talking. Which I love that's to see what I'm saying. That is knowing your play. A reliever, DeLuca. I, I, I mean, I don't care. I'm going to call you out at this point. He's the opposite of Paul LaDuca. He's DeLuca. DeLucia. 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 Anyway, dude, you, you come out of the bullpen and do your fucking dub. Do your band. Throw your weighted ball to come out and throw up zeros and worry about the shit later in the season. When you're running your mouth against a team that comes out and will literally hammer you, mm-hmm. it's a lose-lose situation. Because if you get them out, People still are going to be like, dude, he's, he's, he's a douchebag for running his yeah. mouth like that. If you don't get him out, even worse. Tim Elko's not running his mouth about how small Tennessee's mm-hmm. field is. They smash baseballs. It is what it is. <laughs> it did. There was no field in America that was holding some of those baseballs Tennessee was hitting. My God. They were you know, three rows deep in the right field. Or, or, I mean, they were just pissed on every single ball. I, I was really happy to see Lupicius really turn it on this weekend. Luke, yeah. the first base, he's been there for Lipsius. 30 years now. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> He's, He's been, been there the since 30. Peyton Manning. Um, <laughs> and it was it was good to see him turn it on. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, dude, I'd look at their lineup, Tennessee's lineup, and Evan Russell, who had two three homer games last year, and he's somebody that could hit in the middle of the order for any SEC program today. You know, if he goes to Arkansas, he's in the middle of the order. If he goes to LSU, Texas A&M, he's in the middle of the order. He was hitting seventh and eighth. I feel like this weekend, it's unbelievable. I mean, Drew Gilbert is a superstar that he's just up another piece of their lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, they just have a lineup full of just puzzle pieces that just mesh so well together. Yeah. I also now, think something else is when you have a good team like this and you have a great staff, you go out the way you did in Omaha, that leaves a sour taste in your mouth. They were and there as for a what, team, 12 hours. Yeah, yes. and then you rally. You, you can rally behind. It's easy to rally behind it. That's coach, coach speak, right? But like when you get that little fu in everyone, like, hey, this is that's rare. That's that special sauce. So, this tears the hell out of me. And I'm glad you brought up Omaha because here's the question that I ask you guys. We always talk about the 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 field dimensions of. I guess it's now Charles Schwab Field. Used to be TD Ameritrade. Does Tennessee's bats still play? Do they still play the way they've been playing in a big field like that? And it's a little ironic, I ask, because of the Ole Miss quote. But (laughs) they they didn't look great last year in Omaha. No. A lot of deep fly balls. But but that's the the thing that we've talked about. I think you've talked about it with – we talked about it with Owen. Mm -hmm. Omaha ruined really good teams because it changes – you go from – Man on first, two outs in the third inning. You can get a two-run homer just like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've got to put three hits together to score in Omaha, unless you hit get a home run. But it's got to be a it's got to be a big ball. It's got to mm-hmm. be so you got to put three hits together. Tennessee, they all might be hitting four hundred, but they kind of just they're the way they get through two three hit changes mm-hmm. all game long. That's I just want how this on it the is. Record as well. I have Tennessee in Omaha, and no one else picked that preseason. So yeah, I, I feel like an idiot for not Ugh. picking that. But I do, I do have a um, a futures ticket on them, twenty-two to one to win the College World Series. Not so I mean, it's no big deal. It's ten bucks to win two hundred and twenty. I mean, I'm not any kind of big baller here, but <laughs> that's some more diapers. Uh, 
That's more diapers, hey. more formula. Diaper there's a formula shortage. There's a, yeah. there's a formula shortage in the world, if you guys didn't know. I learned that as a dad. Not who would game. you put number – okay, guy. Who would – if, if Tennessee bonafide number one, no doubt about it, who would you put in number two? There's only well, two I'm, teams I'm, on my mind. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to segue into Vanderbilt. Absolutely shitting the bed and, and losing the last two games against South Carolina. We'll dive into that series. But b- before I answer your question – or sorry, as I answer your question, I would say the number two team in the country has to be Virginia right now. They just they just beat Wake Forest two out of three. They're twenty two and two on the year. They have Jake Geloff, and they were also an Omaha team last year, and they actually did some damage in Omaha. I think they won a game or two. So take, so take away take, preseason poll, Virginia's number two. That's what I'm saying, and that's why preseason, preseason polls poll. suck. That's why preseason polls suck, and I'm so anti-preseason poll because if you took a team like Virginia and there was no preseason poll, they would be a top two or three team right now, and they would have been for the last few weeks. Right. would have never been number one. So that's a gripe in its own, but I would say Virginia for me would be the number two team in the country. I I feel confident with that. Yep. I'll play devil's advocate. I would just say Arkansas. Um, I was about to say maybe Arkansas. That's the only other choice, I think. It's – it's you're we're splitting hairs right there. I think they're both. Oregon State would be really close. They were they. I mean, I don't even think they were top fifteen preseason. Were they? No, no, they were. See, and they've climbed up to number six. They've climbed up to what six, five? They're six they? right now. Yep. Six before Monday like, morning like, when you're listening to this. Like that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like if if Oregon had one fire player, like some top ten pick, they would have been preseason number eight, and then next thing you know, it they would have been Ole Miss number one. Yep. Just because they were out of the top 15 preseason, it changes everything. So I think, honestly, man, I know preseason polls are part of it. They'll never go away. But there should be a, a publication like D1 Base, which should have a preseason poll and then adjusted in season, like a power yeah. ranking kind of thing. I based agree. Based on the season mm-hmm. only. You know who else has 20 wins right now? Text uh, Tech. Texas, Texas Tech, Tech is another team that should probably be in the top 10. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, obviously, they started out slow in that State Farm uh, tournament. Yep. Uh, I think they lost two out of three. They lost to Arizona and Auburn. But yep. since then, I mean, they have one loss to Mississippi State and one loss to Iowa. And then, of course, they lost to Texas today. So I, I agree with we're that. We're by Texas, Texas today. Texas Tech. And we're also <laughs> going to dive. Hey, let's move into that series. Yeah, let's go ahead and just in, and dive yes. head first in this series. Boy, did it start out to? with some fireworks. Des, it, Des, it started out with some part. fireworks. Yeah, give Des, your here's, your, here's, here's, your, here's your chance, Des, to just explain your from start to finish what was going on in that series for you as a diehard tech Look, fan. Look, uh, I'm an unbiased national media journalist. So, uh, it's, it's the philosophy of the icy hot. Texas hot, <laughs> cold hot. That's the game plan for them. Two like Dimitri's, the other part of the double Ds has stated, you just got to get one on the road. Win at home, get one on the road. Big 12 is going to be a gauntlet. Big 12 is going to beat each other up, just like the SEC. So, look, you can't, you can't, you can't let someone steal home to win a game on an 0-2. Just get the fuck out of Lubbock and go You just fucking can't. You just can't. can't. That's so bad. I've never seen that. I've probably watched 10,000 baseball games in my life, and I have never seen, not even in the Little League level, have I seen a steal of home to win the game? Oh, uh, actually, yeah. Do you remember two, two ben, strikes, two outs? Do you remember what's the kid's name from Louisville? 
Um, Corey Ray. Uh, no, Corey Ray. He stole home to win too late in the season. I don't know if it was a regional or late in the season. He stole home walk off. I don't remember that, but I'm sure it happened. I mean, he had like 50 stolen bases that year. Um, but let's let's go back to the first inning of game one. You know, obviously <laughs> it was packed and there was a lot of red and black in the homestands. I was expecting to see a lot of orange travel, but Texas jumps out to an early lead in the top of the first. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, Texas is just going to just continue to, to sweep this series. Remember, I said Texas wasn't going to lose a big 12 series all year. You did. And, and what the happens is. Jace Young hits a home run and takes about two minutes to round the bases, pumping the chest, chirping at people, chirped at our boy Trey Faltine. And uh, I was like, oh boy, it's on. Like this, this is this is what this, we need right this here. This is my house. This yeah. is my house. Yep. And uh, it only got better from there because it was a back and forth game. And so Tech hit three home runs in the first inning, right? And then no, they didn't get they a hit. another one like the second or third. Oh, maybe. They had three early home runs, and they didn't get another hit until the eighth or ninth inning. Yep. I think it was the bottom of the eighth they got their, their no, fourth that was, hit. That was Saturday, not Friday. Saturday. No, 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 no. Pete went like seven seven innings, and six of those were not like – they didn't get a hit after that first inning off of But they just happened to be three uh, tanks. Um, because Saturday, it, Texas Tech scored seven in the first, didn't get another hit until the yeah, eighth inning. Like, Deja Vu was the same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but I want to say the same thing happened on, Yeah, yeah. I want to say it happened on Friday, too, because I remember looking at the box score, and it was Texas had four runs, 11 That's hits, right. three They had errors. three hits. They had yeah. three yeah. hits. You're right. You're right. You're four right. runs, three. So, so Texas Tech was literally living and dying on the long ball, and it was so ironic to see them win the game on a stolen base uh, or steal of home, and – and it was I, so I'm, not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. That is – I forget the closer's name. Remind me here, Des. Um, Nixon. Nixon. 100% on Nixon. 100% on Nixon. He didn't even move. He didn't even know what happened. He, Did he never know looked at the runner, and he stood at the ground for 10 were, seconds. Were his shoes untied? I, mean, I don't know. Shout out to he Tech, does it every though. pitch, like, though. Dude. As a ball player, as a ball player, picking that up, and, and then – That's a Tim Padlock thing. That's a tip of oh cap God, to Tim Padlock. He, Let's, let's rewind a little like a bit here. Pure baseball thing. Let's rewind a little bit. When I was watching that, Nixon didn't even know what happened. He, guy slid into home, and he mm -hmm. didn't even know what it happened. I don't know if the third baseman didn't scream loud enough, like runner, runner, runner. I don't, I, know. I don't know how he didn't hear the fans just go berserk Silent. for no reason. Is it Arduin? Arduin? Arduin. Arduin. Yeah. Arduin. Arduin. Yeah. He just got Asian up kid. like last second. He realized. The third baseman must have not said anything loud enough because Nixon didn't even know what happened. Mm -hmm. I and it question, was all planned. Yeah, go ahead, Des. Dimitri no, no, may I know. Think I think we're on the same page. Okay, if that happens, but if he throws a pit, the batter, dead ball, runner goes back to third. Even, yes, even if he true. slides, say he slides, mm -hmm. Nixon just throws in there and drills the batter celebrating. Yeah, no, Is you're that, right. That's still right. Yes. Uh, so I, okay. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure because if he scores before, yeah. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. No, no, no. Listen, I know the answer. So think of it like this: um, if someone steals second base and you're like you're still set, and you throw a pitch and they foul it off, you have to go back to first base. So yes, that makes that's what I would assume too. You you should. That's a but good also, thought. Arduan there, needs to be. Arduan has to be so sharp. Because the guy's already slid, that uh -huh. not to the ball and let it hit the batter as he's like right. celebrating. But hold, 
if the catcher stands up, batter backs out, guy slides, and then all of a sudden Nixon just throws a pitch at him, like I, the, the I umpire know. would be put under protective custody <laughs> if he made that call. In love, in love it, in love it. Yes. He would be. Uh, he 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 wouldn't. He wasn't getting out of there. He, if he funny. makes that call, he's not getting out of there. Mm. Uh, but obviously Texas Tech wins game one, and and then going into game two, Texas came out and I believe they scored again in the top of the first yeah. inning. And uh, who was it? Was two. it I, Ivan Melendez and Steely went back to back, or was that was later that, in the game? That was later. That was later on. That was later. Yeah. But but and then Texas Tech thing. scores seven runs without mm-hmm. getting an out in the first. And Not I was Tristan. like. They knocked Tristan Steele. He, I mean, don't get me wrong. His stuff was all over the place. Change up with up arm side high. He couldn't get on top of it. It was just it wasn't his day. It was just a bad day. Yeah. It was a great day to be a hitter in Lubbock because uh, the wind was gusting oh, out. Pop ups were going over. Great weekend to be a hitter. And um, so when Texas Tech went up seven to two, I was like, hey, this game's over. I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna watch some college basketball for a little bit. My family was in town, and then oh, I started. Not, get- that must be nice. How convenient for you just to go yeah. watch something else. Yeah, exactly. And so then I was about to give you a shout out, Dimitri, but I might pass up on that. I started getting uh, a ton of Twitter notifications saying like, and Texas brings the tie run to the plate. I'm, what is going on? It was seven to two and, and Texas ended up taking the lead. I think 11 to eight, something along the lines there. Yeah. And I mean, credit to Texas for fighting back. I mean, they, they didn't they didn't fold under pressure in, in, in the Lubbock's. Eleven to seven, and they came back eleven eleven in the eighth. Yeah, and and obviously went to extra innings. And by the way, which by the way, another mistake on Aaron Nixon's part. If you don't feel the ball clean on, with a runner on third, ninety percent of the time, just take the fucking out at first base. Just yes, take the just out at first. eat it. Yeah, like if you don't feel the clean, just get the out at first, reset. And he wanted to make a hero throw to home. wasn't even close. Gave Texas Tech the opportunity to get a ground ball, score another run. Yep. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, it turns out that I just blanked on his name too. Kurt Wilson. Kurt Wilson. I yes. was almost I almost said Kyle Wilson. So Kurt Wilson, who stole home and won the game on Friday, comes up bases loaded, bottom of the eleventh, and hits a walk off grand slam. That was, I think, a pop up. That just the wind gusted out and blew it over. But talk about a great 18-hour segment for or 18-hour span for Kurt Wilson going from stealing home to win the game to hitting a walk-off grand slam. Uh, it, it was every and Texas Longhorns down. Got yeah, it. double horns down. It was every Texas fan's nightmare. And and the kid that did the horns down in the stands that uh, we tweeted out, he just puts it down and then breaks a finger off. Breaks it off. I mean, you got to respect. Oh that. my god! Assaults. What a what Assaults. a clip. He should Whoa. be locked up. Uh, that clip. Kid should be up I love prison. that kid. If that kid's parents are on Twitter, so send me a DM. I'll buy you an eleven point seven and Red Raiders black ben, and red. I was so this. I'll tell you how what was going on in my side of thing when Kurt Wilson hit that grand slam. I was watching another game, and so the way my my system worked, my OBS is. You have this game up. You're watching it right after. Whatever happens, happens. You press a couple buttons. It saves the clip. 30-second bang. I airdrop it to my phone. It goes out on Twitter. Literally, as soon as I click back to Texas, Nixon was getting ready to deliver the pitch. 
And as soon as he hit it, my heart dropped because I was like, no uh, way. He just fucking did it. He just fucking did it. Bang. I pressed the button. Boom. It was on Twitter or whatever. But I was just like, I was like, my heart was pounding because I was like, no fucking <laughs> way. This guy just did it again. Adrenaline rush. <laughs> because I, I have the a little adrenaline rush. Just don't fuck it up. Get mm-hmm. the clip right. Make sure we get it out as fast as possible. Yeah. That's, that's like a little challenge I have. I beat the team account mm-hmm. to Twitter. It's like a challenge I have, and I beat them. I, I'm, I always say I'm about 75% of the time I'm beating them. Yeah, pretty soon they're going to hire you away from us, and we're not going to have anybody to do it for us. But it could be me and Des uh, like Googling how to use a computer. Yeah. <laughs> like came in with yeah. fire for the first time. Yes. But yeah, dude, that, that was incredible. And then did you guys see what I, I got busy with another game, but after they scored, they do their alma mater sing song, fight song, whatever. You go, Kurt Wilson goes, horn down, all horn always down. He did it again to all their fans. I'll, I'll send you the wow. clip. I have, it on, I have it on my computer. I don't. Please don't send that to me. Please don't send that. Yes. <laughs> Throw it in the group message. <laughs> the, but uh, honestly, that's the best 24 hour, 18 hours for a player in the history of baseball, right? Like, easily. Have a down. weekend. Yes. Have a weekend. Easily. Yeah. Um, he. And how did he do today? Because I know that Texas Tech struggled and only scored one run. But I would even argue that the second best player of the weekend there was Ivan Melendez, who went up to the plate 13 straight times and did not get out. Uh, I think it had four or five home runs, a couple doubles, a couple singles, five walks. I don't know what the record is for most at bat or most plate appearances without getting out. But what I'm, Ivan Melendez and Steely were doing for Texas was – Absolutely incredible. Just kind of got overshadowed by Kurt Wilson and his weekend. Yeah, I think, I mean, we talked about it earlier, like, and I think Dimitri put the tweet out, like, Texas needs to figure out the bullpen because offense travels. This offense Mm -hmm. isn't, it's almost like complete opposite of Tennessee where, yeah, they do hit home runs, but they can string hits together in a hurry. And it's impressive. And that that plays in Omaha. I mean, but they have a big glaring issue. So um, I'm just, as a, as a pure fan of the game, I love when teams can just string hits together. It's there's nothing better than that. Yeah, and, and when you have three and four combining for like twenty hits in a weekend, that that doesn't suck. There was it Saturday that that four, the four and five hole hitter in the Texas lineup were ten for ten with four home runs. Staley and Melendez were yeah. ten for ten. Is it Steely or Staley? I think I've said Steely three times. I think it's I've heard Staley. both on Longhorn Network. So no one get him. We need to get him on the podcast and and have him or ask him how to pronounce it. And uh, yeah, but obviously Texas salvages a game like like Des said. Don't get swept on the road. Win your series at home, and you'll be fine. Uh, they run ruled them seven innings. It was twelve to one. Tim Tadlock just said, "Let's pack it in, boys. Let's get out of here." So um, moving on, though. I mean, obviously we just hit on two of the biggest series in the weekend. Uh, one of the bigger series that happened that was not obviously we're going to get into the SEC and the ACC action. But one of the mid-major series that we were really into was Texas State and, and Coastal Carolina. And that was a popcorn fest, too. Just back and forth. Boom, 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 boom. And Texas State ends up winning the series two out of three. But they were down eight to one today um, and scored, what, 11 unanswered, 12 unanswered runs? Yeah, they won 13 to nine. Incredible. And and Des says it best. Texas State just barrels baseballs consistently. Barrels. And that is something else that plays in Omaha. So – Sleeper sleeper team for Omaha, I think, is is Texas State. They they have the same feel as a Louisiana Tech team from last season. 
They okay. n- no Louisiana Tech had way better pitching than Texas State. I will say this. I will say that Texas State had good pitching. They have good pitching to win the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. I think they can win the Sun Belt. They sh- should they be should. in a position to win it, but they don't have the pitching. I don't think to win a regional. Maybe I mean, Martin proved me wrong. I will gladly be here for being proven wrong to watch Texas State dogpile and go to a super, but they just don't have enough pitching. They have good arm. They just don't have enough of it. Yeah, there's I mean, not Texas, enough they alcohol. Don't enough. They don't have enough. There's not enough alcohol in the state of Texas <laughs> if Texas State dogpiling. There's not enough. Like San, <laughs> it, it will be the last days of Rome in San Marcos. Yes. I'm here for and, it. And obviously, it. and you have to add in the alcohol that Texas and TCU and Texas A&M fans are going to have to drink just to drink their sorrows away. Be sober. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we uh, should go yeah. live boots on the ground to San Marcos and film it. Yes. I'm down. That'll be its own first 11-7 hey, documentary. Yeah. If, let's just say it's 5 p.m. on Sunday. Texas just lost the regional. 5.30 p.m., um, in Sam, wherever Texas State is, they win, they dogpile. Do you forget you're even sad? I, I'm in, I'm in, I will be in, in Texas State. There's just Texas, colors. Texas jersey <laughs> off and has a Texas State just jersey. Just take it right off. No. <laughs> I, I, question, obviously, I'll be upset as a fan. I'll be upset as a fan, but like as to watch it, hell, I mean, sign me up. I think that'd you be so You forget you were sad. Yeah, that's I'd, one of those. I would drive forty-five minutes up the road and get filmed that, or an hour and forty-five. Yeah. The um, Texas State, I think that just bananas. What what Texas State has built over the last few years is, is incredible. But in order, like in order for it to take it to the next step, they have to make it to a super regional. Regionals aren't going to cut it. Um, sticking in the mid-major, we're gonna we're gonna finish out this little mid-major stuff I have written down, and then we'll dive into the SEC chaos that happened and the ACC um, fun stuff. Campbell scores 36 runs today versus Pe- Presbyterian. Alcorn State's only scored 37 runs this season in 20 games. And 17 of Alcorn State's 37 runs have come since Saturday. They scored eight and nine the last two days. So 36 runs is by far the most we've seen in a game this season. It's got to be up there for in the last 20 years in college baseball, most for a game. That Let's see, that's averaging four, four runs an inning. You sent that text in our group a couple hours ago, I believe, and my jaw literally dropped <laughs> just by the sheer number of 37 runs in one game. Like I saw that earlier on Twitter and everything. I saw the scores. Was, that was astounding in, in itself. But when you're saying that, mm-hmm. another team has only scored 36 runs in the entire season and 17 of them came this weekend in two games. Yeah. What are we doing? It's nuts. Here? Nuts. Do we, and- need, do we need new bats for that team? Do we just... Hey, players. There was only there was only seven walks in the whole game for Presbyterian pitching stuff. So it wasn't a walk and a hit fest, hit by pitch fest. It was straight hits. It's just it was just, balls. It was it was barrel show. It was laser show. That's horrifying. The blue hose, man. How did that's it go nine worse. innings? Yeah, that's worse. And you know your pitchers crazy. just suck. You know what's even crazier? They lost the game. I mean, that's like Mercer losing. How do you lose twenty five to five, by twenty runs and win the series? Wait, Presbyterian won the series. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. I'm just oh. saying they, they won a game, and then the next day they lose by 30. Like, they lost by 30, Ben, in a baseball game. <laughs> 32, I think. <laughs> I think it was 32. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> they lost by 30. 
I mean, um, in football, football, that's a blowout. I mean, what do you call that in baseball? Oh, that's did you see where I think it was Kendall Rogers said that Campbell beat Presbyterian in football and Campbell scored 72 points in that football game. So does, Camp, does Campbell Camp, have a Presbyterian problem? I, I think Presbyterian has a Campbell problem. <laughs> well, that's for sure. But does Campbell have a problem with Presbyterian? Because clearly. The they might. They run up like the score. Either. They run up the score. Um, if you took, let's say, Tennessee and you played, you put them against the best high school team in the nation, do you think they score 36 runs? I want to lean towards yes. I mean, I mean, but see, Wait, baseball, what? you can't say that. If you put them against a baseball <laughs> high school team that throws 86, 87, a whole staff, they can kind of spot up and throw. Probably not. They're not going to score 36, 30 runs every time. You know what I mean? That's like saying I, that's the that's, whole argument. That's Alabama my whole beat. point. Is, yeah. Oh, this Tennessee I'm, team? Dude, I'm on the board of Tennessee just scoring a bajillion runs against the best high school team. Like at the same time, them. at the same time, it might happen. If you, they play 10 times, it might happen one time. Right. Well, I also think this is a bad, uh, bad like comparison. Playing, I think like the best high school team could beat Presbyterian. Am, yes. I, am I wrong for saying 100%, that? 100%. No. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. okay. That's, no. that's easy. No. Yeah. Put IMG Academy again, or any team from South Florida or the number one team, Georgia, Tech, whatever. They would be a handful, a majority of D1 team. I mean, I go, to so the SWAC, go to the SWAC. They'll, they'll beat most of the SWAC. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated, but they're like that's like Alabama playing the New York Jets. The Jets are going to smack no, Alabama. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Alabama I'm might sure. win one game. Maybe, maybe. Um, the, 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 the only other – excuse my tongue twister there. The only other mid-major story that I have – actually, I have two. Dallas Baptist wins two out of three against Maryland. Big series win for him. Dallas Baptist is now number one in the RPI ahead of Tennessee, which is nuts. Um, and then, let's see, Josh Hatcher hits two cycles in one week National for champion. Kennesaw State, former Mississippi State Bulldog. They let him go, and now he's – one of the best hitters in the mid-major level. Sleeper pick to win mid-major player of the year, which hopefully we'll announce shortly. And then Jake Gary. Is it Gary? Gary. Think Gary without the G. Gary. Gary. Jake Gary from Yale. Penn? Yale. Against Yale. <laughs> Yale. I, just, I was like, Yale, <laughs> Penn, Columbia. Yale. Somewhere I the you're, about, you're about to buy a vowel right there. Yeah, <laughs> Jake Gary from. <laughs> we from could have told you Harvard. Harvard. You would have been like, "Yeah, it, Harvard. Yeah, yeah, it was Harvard." <laughs> Hits four home runs in a game. Dartmouth. Four home runs in one game today, including two grand slams and eleven RBIs. I, I don't know if that's ever been done before. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first one to report that's. Never I will been done. I will say it's been done. That's what I'm gonna say. Four homers and two grand slams. I'm sure game? it's happened before. I, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, um, some some <laughs> beer drinker, corn fed boy back in 1989 probably did it. I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's the com- you just described the complete opposite of an Ivy League student. Yep. Not corn fed, not beer drinkers, <laughs> not big. You'd be surprised. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised. The, I, uh, I'm sure the they're sneaky. They're, thing they're about like, that last one. Hey, you know how you like you know how you like you say freak in the sheets or whatever. I'm sure that Ivy League they're like. They're they're probably low key partiers, you know, that we just don't know about. Yeah, nerd partying. 
or, or, or do a lot of cocaine, some drug. They, yes. I feel like that's high society things. We're, we are not sure. accusing anybody of doing cocaine. <laughs> we are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. You, Disclaimer, we're not accusing. See, allegedly. Did you see the third baseman? The third baseman's home run. He was just like, he, like, is his hands up the air. Like, why are we, we've all been like, why are we throwing this guy? Why are we throwing this guy? It was amazing. I the best thing about college baseball. The next day, that kid can go 0 for 4 with two Ks and do nothing. And they wouldn't be scared to pitch to him. But that day, you just stop pitching to him. Just stop first, too. Just Just stop stop it. (laughs) Um, John Backey of Moorhead State is a psycho closer that we can add to our list. Just gets the last out, comebacker, great play. Line drive, fields his position well, and then spikes the ball and then throws his glove. He's spiked the shit. I mean, dude, you know how when you throw a ball hard and the ground a little bit wet, it gives a little indenture indent, yeah. or indenture, whatever you call it. He spiked the shit out of that ball into the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see the ball go in the ground and then back out of the ground. <laughs> it was like a tee shot from golf. It just like left a divot exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. What do you call it? A divot, a divot. Yeah, That's and the word. The best part about us tweeting that video out is all of his teammates were like, yeah, he's psycho. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> like, we don't mess with him. <laughs> like, they didn't shy around it. And and so he knows he's crazy as well. Um, the uh, So I love I love the psycho closers, man. Give me all of them. Give me every single one of them. Let's do this now. Let's go, let's go into the SEC because it was kind of an oxymoron SEC weekend. Too many weird things happened. And when I say that, I mean... There was a ton of upsets. LSU goes into Florida, loses, gets killed on Friday night, and then wins the next two games just because everything LSU touched found they a hole and didn't just win them; they killed them. Yeah, sixteen to four and eleven to two. Let's give credit to LSU's pitching staff. They yeah. quieted Florida off and down. Responded to what's his name? Skip, skip, what's his name? Head coach of LSU now from Arizona, uh, uh, Jay Johnson. Johnson, Jay Johnson. I, I keep trying to call him Skip Johnson. Yeah, Jay Johnson. I mean, it works. <laughs> Nobody will say I'm wrong. Skip, <laughs> Skip Johnson. It's better. He said, We don't know who's pitching. I would take Louisiana's text, whole pitching staff. They're mm-hmm. all good enough to pitch for us. I don't know who I'm pitching. Nobody, I can't rely on anybody for a sixth inning. And they got the job done one, two out of three on the road against the top 10 team. Good for them. Yes. And and biggest news of the weekend was Florida. Florida's fans showed up. They had 8,000 people there on Saturday. And it's that ballpark is one of, one of the ballparks that just looks 10 times better when there's people in the stands. Because I was looking at it thinking, wow, this is top two or three ballpark in America. Like, with all the people there, all the fun stuff in the outfield that they have. The uh, the Florida Gators' new ballpark is sick. I need to make a trip down there to Gainesville. But of course, Florida—they're just like UCLA. They just—they'll win a big series and then they'll lose a big series. Snip, snap, just, snip, snap, snip, snap. Exactly, snip, snap. Um, so that was that was one of the oxymoron things that happened in the SEC. I can't believe I skipped over this, but how about Auburn's illegal bat on on Friday? <laughs> We don't. We can't. Do we can't confirm or deny if it was actually because there's something about a sticker falls off. They claim that it fell off. I think that bogus. Why, why don't they fall off every weekend? There's 300 college baseball teams. You don't hear about mm-hmm. stickers falling off all the time. Very possible. Yeah. But. So let's let's take it a step back. Let's explain to the listeners that might not know the BB core rules. Uh, before each weekend series, the umpire is it the umpires or ncaa so somebody has to check the bats and make sure that they're bb core certified and they put a little yellow sticker i think it's yellow a little sticker on the bat 
saying that it's it's authenticated to use for the for the series. So Auburn had a player that got an infield single in the eighth or ninth inning. It was super late in the game. And umpire picks up the bat, shows it to the umpires. There was a 10-minute delay, and they go to review. They go to the headset review somehow. Uh, I don't know what that was for. And they come out and call the hitter out because of an illegal bat. There was not very many details explained after that. All Everything is assumption-based. But from the replies on Twitter that we were getting and some DMs that we got, ultimately it came, out, came down to the sticker wasn't on the bat. So it was deemed ineligible, which I think is dumb. I mean, it's the same bat that everybody else is swinging. It's the same brand, same model. Like, w- what's going on there? Like, why, why is this one, just because the sticker is not on it, not eligible to use? Auburn University would never cheat in athletics. They they would never do that. No, never. Um, no. We did get an interesting DM though, Dimitri. Um, I know you saw it about player a player who's going to be anonymous saying that illegal it's bats a is, is a quote unquote pandemic across college baseball. People are shaving the inside of the bats, taking the rings out that make it BB core, and they just simply peel the sticker off of a bat that's been approved, stick it on these illegal bats. And that's why we're seeing a lot more home runs this year. Kind of makes a little bit of sense. I wouldn't say that's why we're seeing, but it's like it's very possible, you know, some of these numbers are very inflated. I mean, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and say that. You don't think that there's, you don't think think there's college coaches and players that would be against it. I think a lot of everybody would be for it. If it's that simple to, to beat. As a pitcher, me, I'd be fucking livid if I found out. Yeah, were using, that's that's like the whole thing. No, hey, don't give. Well, look at that smirk. Look at that Asian. smirk. Look Here's at that smirk. Astro ruin players' careers. One of my friends, for example, had a wave. Okay, you guys, I don't know if you guys know this. This is going to tie back in. One of my friends made his big league debut that year in Seattle. Had like a sub two ERA, and like he pitched like thirty inning total, twenty four. Against 25, against team not named Houston Astros. He had like a sub two ERA. Against Houston, he had like a 40 something ERA. And it ruined his season. He got sent down, he got DFA'd, and then he got sent to the, he got picked up by the Yankees. Long story short, even AAA. But whether they were cheating or not or whatever, they ruined his career. He could have made more money because. The Astros inflated his number. They ruined his number. What about all the careers that Garrett Cole ruined by throwing sticky substance baseballs up there? Hmm. But see, really that's, makes that's you, di- you can't. That's different. Banging a trash can. Oh, oh, that's different. No, that's, that's different. different. Here's okay. why: manipulating the game mm-hmm. in one way or another is different than manipulating. Yeah, but listen, the game in one listen, way or listen. No, listen. no, I I just want to hear how you using pine tar, using sunscreen and rosin. There's been substances manipulates the ball. Spider tack. Many, physical aspect. It was spider tack. It wasn't even pine tar. I'm not saying it's okay. What I'm saying is the garbage can thing had a bigger impact on the individual game played than a pitcher using rosin and sunscreen or using t- pine tar on the inside of, the of his glove or on the behind their ear, like or inside their belt, whatever the case may be. That's been going on for a hundred years. You sound like you know, a Yankee fan. You know what's actually uh, sorry, this this is gonna tie in. You know it would be a hilarious April Fool's Day joke that only our listeners will be able to avoid? I'm going to write a blog claiming that Tennessee bangs trash cans and say that I have a ton of proof and, and say that that's why they're only hitting. Say the Tennessee volunteers have a guy in center field that steals signs and they bang trash cans. 
I'm, I'm gonna write a blog and it's gonna be an April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> and make a fake be. make a fake Kendall Rogers account that has yes. like one oh, like one the, letter uh, off with his name, Adam his Shepard profile, one. one letter off, and then you tweet that. Hey, you didn't hear it here. Uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Only our listeners will be able to avoid it. But if you're a listener and, and you want to just get behind it and, and retweet it and hype it up, I think it'd be funny. You know, just, you know what's weird, start though? Start a rumor. If if this is true. Um, anyway. Also, the NCAA doubling down on juice balls. That doesn't help any pitchers at all. No. Because if they have, if they have hot bats and the balls are juiced. Balls are juiced. That's a fact. 100%. It's also, you're also now right allowing here. the roll the roll bats as well. Hey, and, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Jace Young, but that ball that he hit was like went unsuspectedly. I don't even know how to say that. Unexpectedly. Word. No, unsuspectedly far. Unexpectedly far. Yes. Um, Oppo like 450 foot. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm not saying he doesn't have that kind of power, but like balls like that. Why does he I hold wonder- the bat weird? Why does Jace Young? Hold the bat weird. It's Chuck Knobloch, baby. Dude, it was I, I I knew he hit weird. You've never but it known just, he'd done that? No, I do. I've always known it, but I just want to know why. Like what's the physics behind it? Wait, wait, him? hold on. What barstool hoodie or shirt are you wearing? Pardon my take, PMT. Oh nice. It's a short sleeve hoodie, man. You know I'm a big short sleeve hoodie guy. Uh, I love it. I love Bill it. Bill Belichick mm-hmm. up in the house. Yeah. The um <laughs> the only reason why I'm wearing this is because I got thrown up on by my baby like literally an hour ago. So I had to had to throw a hoodie on. If you're watching on YouTube right now, Ben literally has vomit all over himself. No, I don't. Tina? No, no, I don't. Anyway, hey, hey, let's move <laughs> along here. Let's move. Yeah. Let's let's chug a little bit forward. You know, Texas Tech beats Texas. Um, if you guys want to go watch that, go watch Bron Baby Boy. Um, TikTok. He does that whole game in a minute. <laughs> or whatever. Baby Bron Boy. Baby Boy. <laughs> <Bronze> TV. <laughs> what Brian. Bron's Baby Boy. Who are you? TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bronze TV. He does a great job. I bronze Unbelievable. TV. Really good. Bronze baby TV. Um, let's stick with, let's go back to what our original SEC point was. Um, kind of some paradox. Kentucky wins two out of three against Georgia. But again, our boy Jonathan Cannon wins the game Friday night. But one of the best Friday night starters in the country. Um, but ten, or Kentucky just scored a bajillion runs Saturday and Sunday. So they uh, they redeemed themselves from the, the last week. So Kentucky looks like a decent Decent play in SEC. I hope they get into a regional this year. I, I, I really hope will. so. I think they will. The um, let's <laughs> see, and then Texas A&M and Auburn. That was a That's nightmare a of a series. series. It was fun, but it was just like those games lasted so long. Oh, forever. They, they I think forever. forever. I think Texas A&M might surprise some people this year. Like nobody's talking about them. We haven't really. I only think. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we. I've watched a single game of Texas A&M this year. Like. Actually, I watched, watched the game. I watched Micah Dallas pitch two different starts, and of course, he's the Texas Tech transfer grad. He's transfer. Tech, okay, I was about to say he was the mm-hmm. transfer from Texas Tech because he was good at Texas Tech. Yeah, um, he's he's a good piece. Stony, Stony was the only one. In the I country picked him for uh, to win the SEC regular season. <laughs> yeah, the SEC's like standings right now are, are kind of like tight though. There's a lot of teams yeah. right at 500. So, yeah, but it's too early, dude. Come on, that's like one road series and one home series. You're four and two, or you're three and three. It's too early. The well, best thing about the Tennessee SEC is when you go 500 in conference play and you're like a a lot. You're, host, to make you're a hosting a regional. Yeah. That is, uh, we we argue. Me and Ben argue about this every year. I'm a 500 or better to be in yeah. a conference tournament. 
I mean, in the, oh. in, the, in the regional, if you are not 500 or better, whether it's the SEC or whether it's the SWAC, you are not allowed to be in the postseason. I just think that's unless you win the automatic bid, then yeah. you can do yeah. whatever the hell you want. So here's here's something. Um, you can actually make a case for 13 of the 14 SEC teams to make a regional if the season ended today. Of course, you're going to have a two and four Alabama team who I still think is a top 64 team in the country. I doubt they would get they would make the cut. But really, Missouri is the only team that doesn't really have a resume because you hey, look at Ole Miss and South Carolina that are two and four. Kentucky's two and four. Um, and then you have three teams, one, two, three, four, five, six teams at 500, three and three. Let me ask you this. Would you put Al- where would you put Alabama in the mid-major ranking? Um, with their schedule? Mm. That's a good okay, question. No, no, no. Like right now, today. Would you put them ahead of Texas State in number one? No. no. Would you put them in front of Louisiana Tech? No. no. Dallas Baptist? No. Liberty? No. Gonzaga? I think Gonzaga takes. I would put. I would put them ahead of Liberty. Yeah. No, l- listen, dude. Their their losses. They it's, they started the year like twelve and. 12, or I don't know. I mean, they have three losses to Texas yeah, but listen, when Texas was in Liberty their prime. Liberty went on the road, took two out of three at Florida. Alabama got swept on the road at Texas. If they get a game, then you, you're, you, that's what I'm saying. It's these teams, when you get swept, I'm not saying it's just not just a bad weekend. It shows that you don't have one guy, whether it's your starting guy or somebody to win a game that weekend. Alabama just across Alabama, the board. But Alabama at, hasn't been swept yet in SEC play. They lost two out of three to Florida and lost two out of three they played at two Mississippi weekends, State. Dude. But they should have swept Mississippi State this weekend. They they lost two one-run games on Friday and Saturday. So what does that mean? They don't know how to win. They Same thing with Texas. They just don't know how to win a close game. That is not a good trait and a good team. Wow. Not Their schedule. Team. Alabama's it's schedule tough. is brutal. It's Holy tough. crap. It's, it's uh, not easy. They have South Alabama midweek. Then they go Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, LSU, Arkansas. But that just sounds like an SEC schedule at the end of the day. I know. I know. They're going to get the short end of the stick. They probably won't make it. But, um, I mean, Ole Miss is 2-4 and four in the SEC. I mean, Ben, swept at Texas. Swept, they got beat by Tennessee Martin. They lost to North Alabama. Like, I'm not saying – like, they, they – Scored five, six, and five against Murray State. They like they played Binghamton. Who the fuck is Binghamton? Binghamton has they one lost, of the nicest stadiums in college Miss. baseball. They lost to Southern Miss. They lost two out of three against Florida at home. In that Sunday game, they Florida blew it. Alabama won, and then they lost to UAB, and then they lost two out of three. Like they're not that good of a team. They can be good. They're just not that good. That's yeah. What I'm saying. Liberty goes to Florida, takes two out of three. I mean, Dallas Baptist would be they, – they could be a team that might sweep Alabama. It would take two out of three. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, when you look at these teams, just because they're in the SEC, don't forget they're yeah. still not that good of a team. You know what I that's mean? That's fair. Well, then what are your thoughts on South Carolina? What does South Carolina do? They took two out of three from Texas. They've showed they can win. Tennessee is just the best team in the country. They've so South Carolina has, has taken two out of three from Texas and from Vanderbilt now. Yes, but they're only twelve and eleven on the season. They got swept by Clemson, um, and they lost a game to Xavier. But what's the difference between Alabama and South Carolina? Swept South by Carolina Tennessee, lost to the Citadel. Dude, dude, Alabama <laughs> schedule. You want you want me to do this again? Alabama schedule. Xavier, okay, Texas. Congrats on playing Texas. UT Martin, Troy, Murray State, Middle Tennessee, North Alabama, Binghamton. 
Like that's a like who who like that's a, that's a wedding <laughs> okay. cupcake. I'm, I'm all right. You win this argument. I was just trying to stick up for Alabama, trying to compare I mean, them to South Carolina. I'm not saying Alabama. You win. Like, you win. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying Alabama. Like I'm just saying like don't use the SEC goggles on Alabama. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. It if you put more. but if you put Alabama, let's say you put Alabama in um, the Missouri Valley, do they win that? I would hope they win that Missouri Valley, but but you just, just said but, that they would lose; they would get swept by Dallas Baptist. Hmm. Really makes you. Think. I, I mean, I forgot. I forgot Dallas Baptist <laughs> in the Missouri Valley, but I blanked on that. But um, I mean, you're you're usually in those conferences. They're two good teams. The winner of that series, when they play, usually wins the conference. I still think Dallas Baptist would beat them. Okay, I mean, I I, I actually agree. I think Dallas Baptist is really good. Um, number one RPI team in the in the country, so you can't can't shy away from but, that. But don't get lost in all this. I my main point is knowing how to win run 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 game. Whether you're playing Murray State or Mercer or Cal Poly or Long Beach, four four game in the eighth inning. Do you know how to win one one run game? Because at that yeah. point, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. If it's four to four in the eighth inning, you know. Yeah, that's fair. No, I agree. I agree. Um, South Carolina done it. So, well, and so let's let's just go ahead and just talk a little bit about South Carolina. What a that team is so bipolar. They're literally icy hot, not for the season long. It's for weekend long. They're either ice cold or, or red hot. So, yeah, they they won two out of three against Texas, which is a huge series win. That was a couple weeks ago, and then they get swept by Tennessee. Not not even close in any of the games. And now we see why Tennessee is just head and shoulders better than everybody else. But then you get Vanderbilt, who a lot of people were saying Vanderbilt would be the one team that you could put up against Tennessee and and say that these are the two best teams in the country. And South Carolina loses big time on Thursday and then comes back and wins Friday and Saturday and just looked way more excited to be there. Um, they just look like a better team all around. Pitching, defense, hitting. South Carolina, man, they're 12-11 and 11 this year, but could you guys see them maybe getting hot in the SEC? And pushing to host a regional? I yes. just think South Carolina's your 32 and 20 or 30 and 20 team. 30 and 26, right about 500, 500 in the SEC. And they're a two seed. They're a strong two seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they going to be a two seed that hosts like they did last year? <laughs> no, thank God. We don't have no, no more COVID bullshit. <laughs> I think that was uh, the thing that uh, might stay forever, though. Yeah, that was an old that, Dominion problem. Yeah. Can we yeah. can we but they had 16 predetermined host sites last oh, year. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That's right. Which was looking but it was back also, on it today. But it was also an old Dominion problem. Old Dominion could Yeah, but it was an old Dominion problem because they weren't a, one of the original sixteen. South Carolina okay. was one of the final Get a better 16, stadium. So, no, Old Dominion was not allowed to host. <laughs> they were one of the final sixteen team. Top 16 right. team, but they weren't in the final hosting pool. Yeah, okay, you're right. Actually, you're right. So, I, I mean... I, like, I don't know if we have the answer. Legitimate question, like, when you're looking at the end of the year and you're looking at the resumes and the powers that be are making these decisions, like, how many... Because they're going to have, have the, the wins against Vandy and Texas, but your other losses are just so ugly. Like, when does the human factor of them looking at it, you know, like, when is when does that come into play? When you're when you're the decision maker, because you're you're not the good think, wins, but all these bad losses. I think I think big win 
are I mean, don't get me wrong. They look at your schedule. They care about who you beat more than who you lost to. Like if they look at the schedule and see in February you lost two to three, two out of three. Let's just say Florida. Let's just say Liberty wasn't very good. Florida lost opening weekend two out of three to Liberty, but ended up beating Vandy, beating LSU, beating whoever. That's all they care about. They don't care about that two out of three loss at home again or the midweek Tuesday. They, they really don't give a shit about losing in midweek. They care about winning them. They don't really care about losing them. And especially in South Carolina's case, you have Texas at number two currently as on Sunday night, March 27th, if you're listening to this. And then you have um, Vanderbilt at number four. The likelihood of both of those teams falling outside of the top 10, let alone the top 25, is probably fairly slim. So those wins are just way up there as opposed to if you lose to the 100th ranked team yeah. one weekend or something like if that. You're, if you're on the committee, you care about big wins more than big losses. Like Quality wins of- versus quality losses. That's a college football discussion, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't think baseball is as big as in quality losses. Because a one-run game or a five-run game, I don't think they really care about a quality loss. Like a two out of three, like let's say Dallas Baptist lost two out of three at Texas. They say, hey, not a bad weekend. Home team won two out of three, or you won one, you didn't get swept. That's a quality loss, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not a one-game thing. It's a three-game thing. I, I take everything by series. No, that's 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 a good point because I, I know we've talked about this on the podcast a hundred times, but you can't look at one individual game as a good win or good loss. It's it's series. It, one weekend series is equivalent to one college football game. Pretty much yep. similar amount of weeks in the in the seasons. Yep. And but, uh, you, but Des, to add to your point, for a mid major to get in a regional, it's all about winning games on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Non conference games, yes. You have to win your in-state battles on Tuesday night against your bigger schools to have a chance. And then you worry about your two out of threes and being top two in your conference, yada, yada, yada. But you have – and maybe one strong non-conference week weekend in March or February. But you've got to win Tuesday night for the small school. The big school, just take care of your weekend conference series and you're fine. They don't give fine. a shit if you lost Tuesday game. Because, I mean, Ole Miss, some SEC team last year, two years ago, I think they lost – 75% of their midweek. But the committee doesn't give a shit about that. I want to say that was Florida, wasn't it? Didn't they lose the Stetson, in Jacksonville, South Florida, yeah. UCF? Miami was kind of similar, but I think with the SEC school, I think it was Ole Miss. I want to say it was Florida, but you've Maybe. been right this whole episode. So I, who am I to question you? The um, and, and speaking of Miami, let's go ahead and just go into the a- ACC. We talked about pretty much everything that was – going on the SEC. ACC kind of had a good weekend, too. Um, Miami, a team that we said could beat any team in the nation and could lose to any team in the nation. Um, they I go mean, ahead and I sweep mean. UNC, which was a great, great series win and a great time to sweep. Um, and now Miami looks like a front runner up there with Virginia as one of the best teams in the uh, ACC. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop. We don't put anything like that on Miami. They're just a normal average team. Don't put any expectations on them. <laughs> Because this is where things go bad when you start putting expectations. Ben, stop. Well, all right. Well, then who would you say other than Virginia? Who Who's the other good teams in the ACC? We're, we're, we're middle of the pack. We're not up there yet. No, you're wrong. The, <laughs> yeah, Florida State. Florida State. Florida State has a uh, has a great starting rotation with the three lefties, um, Bryce Hubbard and um, I mean, Parker Messick. But I really do too, think – Don't get too – um, too 
big up on those. They're good, but I mean, dude, like. Oh, <laughs> dude, how did we not mention Louisville? Also, Louisville. Louisville's a really good ACC team. I mean, but like, okay. Other than NC State, um, Messick got no. Who's Saturday Hubbard? Hubbard, Bryce Hubbard. He got smacked around by NC State. Um, but I mean, I'm just looking NC at their State, schedule. NC State decided to be good that day. They they literally turn it on and turn it off. Florida State had one sweep this year against James Madison opening weekend. Other than that, they they don't have a sweep. Lost Sunday to Sanford. Lost Sunday to Cal. Lost Friday to Wake, lost Saturday, Sunday to NC State, um, lost Sunday to Duke. But so, they've I mean, won every series. They've won every series. But I, I think I think I think you're, that's a good team. Winning every series is all you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the ACC standings right here. Virginia mm-hmm. seven and two, Miami seven and two, and then North Carolina five and four. But of course, my uh, no, sorry, North Carolina five and four. But they were five and one going into the series or series. Um, but Miami, this this is so funny, but we, we talked about it pre-show. Next week is an absolute trap series for Miami because, or I guess this coming up week, because they play three at Duke, and then the weekend after that, they play Virginia at home for three. So it's not going to surprise me at all when Miami loses the series at Duke. Um, they beat a really good UNC team. They sweep them. And then they have Virginia in two weeks. And they They're definitely gonna... you know destroy what? them I think... Friday night and then get mm-hmm. killed Saturday, Sunday. They look For like sure. the team of the year on uh, Friday night, and everyone's like, oh, Miami's so back. And then Saturday, Sunday, they blow it in right. like heartbreaking I know. I, fashion. I know. I know. That's the most Miami thing. It's, it's, it's so annoying. But, Ben, back to the whole idea of preseason ranking. If you were an, uh, not a very big college baseball fan, but you kind of watch game – you would think Georgia Tech is by far a better team than Miami, right? Because their number – they've been top 15 all year in the ranking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, today Miami is the, the better team until they play each other. So they preseason the ranking. Like now Miami's not even a top 25 team until tomorrow morning. Then they'll be 19, 20, 21, whatever D1 baseball puts them in at. Mm-hmm. Like Virginia too. I don't even think with Virginia preseason rank. I know they were not. They no, were they not. Were. I mean, Louisville wasn't preseason ranked. I mean, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, your three best teams in the ACC right now were all preseason unranked. I know it's early still, but like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, just because the draft board said they got four top 150 prospects doesn't mean they're a good team. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at Miami's schedule right now, and it is very impressive. They've, uh, They've definitely overachieved in, in my book so far this season, but I'm telling you, they're gonna let they're gonna lose the midweek at Florida Gulf Coast and lose two out of three against Duke this weekend. I, I guarantee it. Dude, they're gonna they're gonna take two out of three against Duke. I don't know, but they're um, they're, Jordan, they're gonna take, they're pitching is good enough this year. I mean, you, I, I don't know if you saw that graphic little gift video I posted. Their closer is so good, dude. Yes. Um, Speaking of closers that are really good, NC State's closer, I, I forget his name, but he's a lefty, and um, he balls out, man. And, and NC State ended up sweeping Georgia Tech this weekend. And that's, that's a loud sweep. I mean, that's a loud sweep. And, and these two teams, NC State and Georgia Tech, have 
unbelievable offenses and and not a ton of starting pitching depth, not a ton of bullpen depth. They have about two guys that they can trust per team. So NC State, you know, obviously started the season great. Um, I think they won the first six or seven games, and then they went on that long losing streak that included getting swept by Northeastern. Um, and they got swept. Baseball, baseball, so fucking crazy. How do you get swept at home against Northeastern? Who, by the way, just got swept by College Charleston. This yeah, dude, it's nuts. And then they they got swept by Notre Dame. It was only a two game series, and then they lo- lose two out of three against Florida State. And we're like, oh my god, is this team dead? Nope, they come back and sweep the number 16 team in the country. Um, and then they have East Carolina and Clemson coming up this week. So the who knows? Who knows with NC State? Who knows with Georgia Tech? Who knows with Miami? These teams in the ACC are so hot and so cold. It, it, it blows my mind. It's like that last you, year, too. Go ahead. It was just like that last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so many teams like right around 500. Yeah. It was Georgia Tech and Pitt last year. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. They were the teams they were going real strong through halfway through conference play, and all of a sudden they just shit the bed the rest of the season. Hey, what do you think about this? So you know how this year in basketball, everybody's like, oh, my God, the SEC is so good at basketball. Guess who had the most teams in the Elite Eight? Three teams were from the ACC. Yep. And the ACC had a down year. The ACC this, the ACC that. I think the ACC is disrespected. I think the competition level is way deeper. And baseball factor. Actually, I don't know, dude. That's such a good question. Um, because football, same thing. Clemson, the ACC was so weak. The ACC is so weak. All they have is Clemson. Okay, I mean, yeah, like some teams are not as good. The SEC is by far the superior team in football. And I would say baseball, too. I think they're number one, no doubt about it. I'm not going to sit here and question that. But you can't disrespect the ACC, dude. Like, they get disrespected. <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, – don't cough right into the mic, Jesus. <laughs> um, but I'm looking at the ACC standings right now, and I'm trying to compare it visually with the SEC standings. Okay, okay, here you go. I have one for you. Duke and Alabama. I would take Alabama. You would take Alabama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm let's gonna... let's start at the top. Like We have Louisville, Florida State, NC State, Virginia, Miami. That's five. Those five against the SEC five, I think it's no question. SEC Don't forget, wins. Georgia Tech already smacked Georgia this year. Yeah, what is the SEC five? Miami, Miami lost two out of three at home against Tennessee, Florida. Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, are you going Ole Miss after that? And Florida? Because those are the next ones uh, that are ranked. I'm sorry, but Ole Miss, Ole Miss will never be a top four team in the SEC until further notice. And then after that, you it's fall It's just to- the way it is. You go to Georgia after that at 17, mm-hmm. LSU at 21. I mean, you could take LSU's lineup, but their defense and pitching, you can't take them yeah. in the top five. That's an interesting debate. I would love to see this go into the Supreme Court. One side's <laughs> defending the ACC baseball, one side's defending the <laughs> SEC baseball. I think you can make points for both. I mean, you look at the bottom of the ACC, you got Clemson, who's one and four, but they swept South Carolina, um, who – has had some success other than that. Two top five win. Yeah. Um, I mean, Virginia Tech and Pitt, but they're not let's see, hey, This is why it's so hard to have this argument with baseball. Northeastern. Nobody gives – no Northeastern ain't winning shit in ACRC. But they yeah. like they swept NC State. Who swept Georgia Tech? Wake Forest who, who, is below who, 500. Who beat Georgia? Like, like this one's like we can't do this. We're we're gonna be here all damn night if we yeah. we try to do this. <laughs> we'll have to schedule something with the uh, Supreme Court. I'll have to give them a call. The um, um, 
the only other thing that I have here from the ACC is Notre Dame has canceled five games this season. They've only played 17 total games. I think Notre Dame is addicted to canceling games because they did the same thing last year. They they got a they had a game canceled midweek this week for no bus driver. And then they had two games at Virginia Tech this week canceled because of rain. But Virginia Tech has a turf field. Is Notre so, Dame hot right now in practice? And they're like, yeah, we, we're just going to need to save this. Wait, hold on, hold on. May and June. How far? How far? Let me see something here. How far would you say Lynchburg, Virginia is from Blacksburg? I, it can't be more than like two hours, right? I'm just Oh, you know what? They played at Notre Dame. I was thinking they played at Virginia Tech. No, they played at Notre Dame. Huh? How did yeah, Virginia did. Tech not fly there? Who, who's, who's close to Notre Dame? South Bend, Indiana. Who's close to there? Any, I have no idea. I think Indiana State played all three games last weekend. They did, actually. I know they did. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like – I feel like – I mean – but I mean, they, they had they had a conference game against NC State canceled. Like, not even what? rescheduled. No doubleheader. <laughs> just canceled. And then they had two this weekend, two conference games, just canceled. Not, no doubleheaders, no nothing. And then Northwestern – Do you remember last year? Do you yeah, remember they, last year? They didn't play midweeks last week or last year. No, no, no. I'm going to look at their schedule. Did Warren Nolan have their little 2020, 2021? Do you remember last year that series? I think it was against Louisville. They just banged the last game. Yes. Because yes, yes. and Louisville was ready to play. Louisville was like, let's do it. Let's Louisville go. Because it, it was Notre Dame said they're not going to play. A bunch of fucking pre Louisville, Louisville practiced that day on Notre Dame's field or whoever it That's was. It. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's I mean, get the fuck out of your prima donna. And they, I'm well, pretty sure they split that weekend too. <laughs> I think it was still yeah, one one, and they're just like, "Yeah, we don't want to play on Sunday." Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't. You you can defend me all you want with oh blah 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 this and that. You just don't try. You're a bunch of rich Catholic boys. You just don't try to grind out some cold. They're addicted. They're addicted ass. to canceling games. <laughs> if you're a Catholic listener, don't worry. We still love you. Oh, we love. Hey, you. I'm not saying not as much as baseball. Going full holy war yeah. right now. Yeah, not as much as Baseball America loves Notre Dame, but we, we still love Oh, by the way, who's going to be number one in Baseball America tomorrow? Notre Dame. Probably like, probably like nine and seven Stanford. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think they're gonna they're not going to have Tennessee in number one. You know, if they – okay, okay, let's, let's clarify oh, this yeah. right now. If Baseball America does not have Tennessee at number one, they do the poll 100% for engagement and clicks. That, put that's the final – Final they, final do, story. Do they in do they respond to anybody once they put the poll out there, or do they just disappear? They just log off. No, I, I've tweeted at Teddy Cahill multiple times, like please explain this, and he never replies. So, um, I really hope it's like a social media intern that has no idea like what college baseball is. They're just there to yeah. or something. They just stuck him with this job. <laughs> I kind of want to cheer for him to get it right by the end of the like end of the year. Like uh, in my three year, like, one logos and Photoshop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they essentially just put them in front of a computer with Photoshop and 301 logos, and they're like, they're "All like, right, so choose the best 25." <laughs> yes. Hey, can I, just, can I just say all the quote that... tweets? <laughs> <laughs> can I just say something that's really funny to me? Is when I don't. This is not related to anything we're talking about. When you go on Twitter and it's like some random account with like 30 followers says the official Twitter account of so and so, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" Like, like. Thanks for letting everybody the official account of somebody that oh, nobody dude. knows. Dude, there's no way Baseball America has Tennessee at number one because they have them at number seven from last week, which is the lowest I've seen Tennessee by far. 
they're gonna have to jump Arkansas, Virginia, Tech. Uh, sorry, Oregon State. They, nope, they're gonna they have won't to be number one. That's gonna be a dumpster fire. On, on they each. will not be number one. Oh my god! They won't do it. They will not do it. And if they do, if they do, they can't jump seven teams like that. Jeez, man this this ranking is so whack. They have to do uh, it for engagement. Anyway, hey, Pac twelve. Hey, Pac twelve it up. And Pac twelve. Well, Oregon looks like the team to beat in the Pac twelve. My is Oregon safe Ducks. It's still early. It's still early. We did this last year, Ben. Oregon was up in the Pac twelve in the beginning of the year through three weeks. They were number one last year, and they well, didn't they, win. They that. lost it on the last series of the year. They yeah, and they also year. they hosted too. Um. Yeah. I still think or I think honestly, I think UCLA or Oregon State still the team to beat right now. Hey, shout out they to UCLA for Arizona. UCLA just uh they're another team just like just like Miami and just like Florida. They'll they'll win a big series here, and I guarantee you I'm looking up UCLA schedule right now. Who do they play next weekend? I, I'm looking right now. They're it. playing Oregon. They're gonna get oh, smacked baby. by Oregon. My Oregon. No, Ducks. no, 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 no. Are they at high. UCLA? Yeah. So no, they're at at UCLA. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. So no, what's I mean, going to happen? UCLA is going to win the series against Oregon, and then the next week they're going to lose at Utah, two out of three. Yep. Everyone's going to be on the UCLA. Good, they're back, and then they're going to fucking take a big dump on your chest, and they're not going to be good the next weekend. I'm looking at UCLA schedule right now. They're going to win the series at Oregon, against Oregon, lose at Utah, win against Stanford, lose at Cal, lose at Arizona State, lose at Washington, lose at Washington State, and then sweep Oregon State to end the year. That's what's going to happen. They're yeah, gonna I lose mean, every series they're not supposed to uh, not supposed to lose. That's fair. I agree. Whatever, man. But I mean they they did play really well against Arizona. Arizona was ranked what top ten in the country? Uh Arizona's eleven. Eleven tonight, yes. I still think Arizona's a good team though. They were I mean, against Arizona. Yeah, maybe. I mean, their they're they're gonna be top fifteen. They're not. Gonna I think Cal is pretty good. I think Cal. Yes, is pretty Cal good. is also a surprising Cal, team. Cal's sneaky good, but I, I'm looking at the their schedule. They're eleven and twelve this year. They're below five. I know they are. I know, it's but wild. think. Remember what I told you about Louisiana, the Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Their schedule is. I don't even know what you call it. The death. The freaking death schedule. The Georgia State. You can just call them the Georgia State schedule. There it is. The Georgia State schedule. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, would you say that two, four, six, eight? Do you think the Pac-12 had eight eight regional team? Mm, no, but you know what's funny? Washington State is one and eight in the Pac-12. Their one win was against Oregon State. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, Oregon State blue, or the blue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Teams? Let's see how. So Oregon one, Oregon State two, Arizona three, UCLA Washington, four, Washington, Stanford five. There. Give give them two more weeks. Washington will yeah. be in the seven range. I'm saying. The Pac-12 gets five teams. Oregon, Six, Oregon State, maybe. Arizona, UCLA, and who? Stanford. I mean, yeah. have you seen Stanford been playing? They're not very good. It's the icy hot method. They're, they're, they're good. Like, they're, they're talented. Smart. But they're smart kids. We need to clarify that. People need to understand a talented team and a good baseball team are not one in the same. Stanford, they swept that Carbock Round Rock Classic, didn't they? They beat... Arkansas, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Indiana. Yeah, so I mean they're a good team. They, no, they got good. swept by Arizona. Saying. So what? They just went and swept Washington State this week. They're fine. 
No, I th- I know they're fine. I know they're fine. But but like that's what I'm saying about baseball. UCLA takes two out of three against Arizona when Arizona just swept and bow race Stanford the weekend before. Like what? A, like what? So I, I think it's safe to say the Pac-12 is going to get five teams and probably one five. to two, one to two hosting. Oregon guaranteed. Oregon State guaranteed. Arizona guaranteed. UCLA they're not missing region. They're guaranteed. Wow. I think Stanford, Stanford is almost honestly, guaranteed. Honestly, I think Stanford pretty much a guarantee. And then I think maybe a sixteen between if USC can do yep. something, Arizona State. Whoa! Remember this: uh, there's a Pac-12 tournament this year, so a team like uh, Washington or or USC uh, can win the tournament. Or Cal. I'm so excited! I'm so that's going to be a good tournament too. Yeah. And they're going to be um, a conference tournament weekend, 10 o'clock on, at night. You get to watch a meaningful, ooh, exciting love game. Ooh, I love it. Dude. Yeah, I love well, that. Let, let's not that count on actually watching it. Yeah. That shit in- that's, that's if they have a live stream. Yeah, let's not count on actually watching it. <laughs> no, and it's going to be good. If the Pac-12 <laughs> network will yeah. stream, it'll be fucking nice. If we nice. have to watch it on, on the OBS. On... Yeah, we will. We, we'll, we'll do it. it oh, I have all the hey, – eight. I've been – eight. I have – I'm working on the Conference USA streaming account, but I've got most of them. Shout out to all these people donating and making it happen for me. I've got most. I've got most. Conference USA is the only one I don't have. We can get that. We can get that squared away. We'll find somebody. Um, last conference here breakdown before we uh, we head out for the night. We have the Big Twelve, and if you guys want to take a guess, who's there's only nine teams in the Big Twelve. Who's ranked six right now in the Big Twelve standings? Oklahoma State. Nope. Texas. Texas is the sixth best team in the Big 12 right now. Oh, I thought you meant in the country. Oh, no, no, no. But the uh, the Big 12 is, is very similar to the Pac-12, where I think there's there's five teams that are going to get in um, to the to the regional. TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Texas. I don't By the think way, Baylor, Baylor is not a very good team. No. Not no, great. I, I agree. They have no Kansas bullpen. State's Their not good. Is Kansas horrendous. is bad. West Virginia is all right, but not any good. Um, who Oklahoma? knows? West Virginia could be a regional team. Dude, I don't think so. They're Oklahoma seventy-three too. in the RPI. No, I, I think I think Oklahoma's in there. I think if the season ended right now, TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas. Hey, shout out to TCU, man! You lose your head coach and you're just still rolling. Like, hey, mm-hmm. if, was this another year of, of Horn Frog baseball? No, no. I, I mean TCU. Kirk Sarlos has a, a good squad over there. They um. Technically, in Wait, first who place, is who is it? Who is Kirk Sarlos. Where did he come from? Houston Astros. Astros, but he was a pitching coach at, at TCU. Yeah, he was a pitching coach for like eight years at TCU before Schlossnagel left. <sighs> All right, let, let's play a game here with the Big 12. <laughs> you have Wait. to... Go ahead, go ahead. Let's play, let's play a little version of the game that we... Uh, all of us know, but let's say Mary Kiss Kill. Let's not get too vulgar. Mary Kiss Kill, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Oh. I mean, Mary, I'm going wow. I'm I'm gonna, I'm to gonna kill. Honestly, I'll kill Texas Tech. Wow. Think, you like TCU and Oklahoma State better than that? Oklahoma State's got the pitching to win in the postseason. We've seen Texas. I mean, if Texas Tech hosts the regional, just go ahead and put them in the super. Yeah. <laughs> Except for last year. Last year. Oh, no, they got smoked in the supers by yeah. Stanford. Yep. Yeah, they got smoked in the supers when Stanford wore their all blacks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, dude, I don't know why. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't know why. I'm just not that high on TCU, and I know they're good. Wait, you just said you're going to kill Texas Tech. I, I know, I know, so he's, but he's I'm just right. saying, like, they lost on the road two out of three to Kentucky. By the way, I have to say before I forget, Army-Navy played a two-game series this weekend. Oh, and did no, they? And then Nobody they play another two. It. They play a home-and-home, home, two games at home, and then they play two at the other place, like, in three weeks. And I'm just sitting here like, I wish we could make that, like, a big one-game deal. Because, like, Army-Navy in football is one of the top five greatest sporting events in my in my book. Oh, no doubt. Well, like Army, the, I just looked. Army outscored them 16 to nothing this weekend. I know. Navy, na- they, I mean, they, but they swept Army. By the way, TCU, was, I think 6-4, 6-5, training 5-2. All those games were close. I remember that weekend. The weekend I, I remember t- from TCU was that Baylor weekend where they – uh, Baylor's bullpen was trashed. Baylor's bullpen, their Achilles heel, just like Texas. Texas mm-hmm. is they're they're the limit. They're the ceiling on how good Texas can be, and it's their bullpen. When their bullpen becomes good, Texas becomes good. When you lose Tanner, a Sunday guy like Tanner Witt, Ew, two dude, games they- matter. Two games become so important, and you, you're not you can't expect. Hey, just like Jay Johnson said, I can't expect my starters to go eight nine inning. I just, mm-hmm. just that just can't happen. We just can't expect them to go eight or nine. Listen to this stretch TCU has. There's about a 15-game stretch, which is death row. Three at Texas, one at Dallas Baptist, three against Texas Tech, three at Oklahoma State, one against Dallas Baptist, three at Florida State, three at Oklahoma – or against Oklahoma, sorry, at home. Ooh, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough Ooh. April right there. That's okay, a real so tough – I'll kill TCU. I'll yep, marry yeah. Oklahoma State, and I'll – kiss texas tech i think i might marry i think i might marry texas tech man they uh I'm oh how well 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 yeah just because you know Wait. true love you hate the people that you love first and then you love them <laughs> i hated texas tech to start of the year i love this team now i'll be honest oh dude i love texas tech i always <laughs> do uh, I, was, I was so wrong so wrong hey i told Dez this in the ch- in, in, in the group check texas and whoever the hell they're playing so far this year, have become much watch TV. Damn, I don't know if it's the horns down. I don't know if it's the fun, exciting game. I don't know what it is, but Texas and whoever they're playing are must watch TV. And Texas mm-hmm. fans, you should appreciate that your team is must watch TV every weekend mm-hmm. because I mean, at least you get adrenaline every week, whether you win or lose. Guaranteed. Everybody's watching you, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what they want. Coming. That's what I Texas fans want. They want the attention. <laughs> Des is like ultimate spin zone. This is great. Let me ask you that. I don't think you said I've ever won attention. <laughs> Let me ask you who won the national eight? Who won the national championship first? Ole Miss, Texas. Wait, when when Texas lost baseball championship? Uh, national 2002. championship. Two thousand two. Oh five. Two. Two. Five. Five. No five. You're right. 2005. Since Young got it, and, mm-hmm. and you're right, got it. Did they win it in 2002 as well? All right, all right. Ooh, ooh, yeah, here, here's a better question. They lost in 09. Who wins a championship for Texas Tech or Texas? Who wins the national championship for Texas? Texas. Texas. <laughs> like y'all just changed me. This sucks. No, dude. Texas the Ole Miss one. Sure. The Ole Miss Texas is a really good. 
Ole Miss isn't line, dude. I, it, as long as Bianca is the coach, I, I don't think that's fair. I think that's disrespectful to Texas to put Ole Miss in that category because they just haven't won. When's the last time they won that shit? Never. Well, let's just let's that's take fair. Texas out of the equation. This is actually a fun game that we can end on. Um, for the teams, wait, that whoa, have whoa, never... whoa, whoa, hold on. Let's get to this game. We got to talk about the Big Twelve and how bad Nebraska is. Do we? Is Big did... Ten? Big Ten? Big oh, 10. Big Ten. I was like, when was Nebraska <laughs> in the like, Big Twelve? I was like, Nebraska's they're, back they're, in the Big. They were in the Big Twelve. What are you talking <laughs> Nebraska's about? Back. Yeah, is this two thousand nine all play, over again? Let's play this game and then we'll we'll break down the Big Ten. Um, for the teams, for the schools that have never won a national championship, obviously last year Mississippi State broke the curse, but between. Texas Tech, Florida State, um, Ole Miss, North Carolina, North Carolina, Miami. No, Miami's one of them. No, Miami. Bite your damn tongue, boy. Yeah, I forgot. Um, it's and long. and let's say Tennessee. <laughs> let's say Tennessee. Let's throw Tennessee in there. Ooh. Honestly, recency bias. I would take Tennessee, but yeah. I think they're. I think Vitello gets it done. I, I think, think it's in between it Texas He's got Tech and Tennessee. I think it's those two. Yeah, uh, no. I don't but know. I'm honestly, just a believer in Florida State for some reason. No, Ben. Ben, I what think do you Tony think? Vitello would they kill couldn't... everyone to make sure he gets it. Yeah, there's one argument. What makes you think they can get it done without Mike Martin? And then there's the other argument. Hey, Mike Martin gone. Things are changed. Maybe Mike they can Martin get it never, done now. Mike Martin never got it done. So yeah, it's That's better that he's not so, there. No, hold on. So I'm saying if they couldn't get it with Mike Martin, what makes you think they couldn't get it without him? And then there's the flip side. Mm-hmm. Mike Martin's not there. Maybe times are changing. Maybe they can get it now. You know what I'm saying? Right. So there's two sides to that one. Florida State, I would put them as one of my teams that would over the rest. Florida State, I don't think North Carolina I don't. I just. I just think there's too much competition over there. There's way wise. too much. Way too much competition. North Carolina is is going to have a hard time winning a national championship because, like you said, the competition over there. There's just so many Division One schools in that area, and and it's hard to bring someone on campus. So I mean, Wake Forest is getting better as a program, mm-hmm. and State has always been good. But when your mid majors are getting better, I mean, it's, they have way Duke. Duke has always mm-hmm. been a good program. Like. That's too much recruiting competition. Which is, let's say there's top five guys in the country. North Carolina's lucky to get one, get two of them because the other, other yeah. time they're each well, going to go to school. But there was a period in time where North Carolina was getting all these recruits and and they were dominating they were, college baseball. They were in Omaha every year. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Times I think changed. Tennessee. Tennessee's got fifty percent of a state to compete with Vandy. They've got literally Vandy as their competition. Yeah, Memphis ain't their competition. Belmont ain't their competition. Lipscomb ain't their competition. I mean, Middle Tennessee, no. um, UT Martin sure as hell ain't competition. <laughs> <laughs> East Tennessee State ain't competition. I mean, like that's fair. That's that's fair. Texas, Texas got it's going to be hard for them too. TCU oh. good now. Baylor the respectable program. Texas Texas Tech. I mean, then you go down. I mean, you got DBU. 2002, who was or 2005, who was good? Rice with Baylor, a baseball school in 2005. Yeah, they actually were in the College World Series that year. Okay, okay, good. What about Texas Tech? No, they weren't great. Here, I'm gonna pull up the 2005 College World Series teams, and uh, it's gonna surprise you. I know Baylor was in it, Texas was in it, Florida was in it, Tennessee was in it. Um, hey. I would say Tennessee and Tech. I think Ole Miss. I think 
they missed their window. As long as Bianca's there, I will never believe why, that. Why? Do Let me it. ask you why? Why not? Why can Bianca not do it? Because he hasn't been to Omaha. He hasn't gotten there. He's been there forever. But, but, but I not even point? gotten there. Wait, yes, uh, he has. Has he? 2014? Ole Miss had not been in Omaha. Yes, no. they have. 2014, they were at my freshman year. They were absolutely in Omaha. They were absolutely in Omaha. This is just a Google Fest tonight. Sorry, guys. Oh, yes. such, I'm... Listen, so 2005, this when Texas won the national championship, it was this is a sick dude. This is a here, sick I hear college world excited. series. I'm excited. So Arizona State, Florida, Nebraska, Tennessee, Baylor, Oregon State, Texas, and Tulane. That's a sick that is blue blood. As, that is <laughs> straight up. Then you are right. He went in 2014. I apologize. Because yeah. I was at UT Martin. I remember they went to the And they won two there. games. They won two games and they lost two. So, anyway, let me Warner go back to my question real quick because I want to talk about that Omaha field. Holy shit. That was a, what a field. But why do you think? Well, I'm just curious. Why do you think it's Bianco's fault? And it's not just the, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It starts with the top and ends with the top. But I, I just believe that everyone he pulls in there they have a certain aura around them they like to talk shit they like to have fun and i love that version of baseball and then eventually when you run into a buzzsaw and that kind of hype goes away for a game or two and when you can't lose a game or two it's it's kind of on the coach to rally the troops get them hyped the fuck back up and he he just doesn't do it. And he, here's what his decisions and everything it just it never makes sense i will never trust him to win a national championship Here's what screams come loud to me. His sons won't play for him. Yeah, he's at LSU. Like, no, like, no, stop, stop Ben. Stop Ben. Danny Hall, stop. Georgia Tech. Both of his sons played for him. A lot. I mean, I can't Listen, if my dad was a Division One coach, I probably wouldn't play for him. But hold on. If your program is good, your sons want to play for that program. I understand the whole dad thing. You want to get away from dad, but you're telling me his. Both of his sons want to go to LSU and Louisville. Well, that's where he played at. That's where Bianco played. He is at. an LSU guy, but 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 the, but that's beside the point. They don't want to go help his dad win a national championship. They don't want to go play for like. I'm just saying. I'm just I, saying, no, dude. There, there's way more to it. They don't want to play daddy ball. They don't want to go to morning workouts and their dads there yelling at them and and their friends and teammates. They want to get disconnected from it, which I totally understand. They want to do their own thing. They don't want to have I daddy. Think it'd be ball. different if they want to. I, I understand that too. They want to get away from him. But if he had a national championship contender every year, shoot, I Mike mean, Bianco dude, might have said, "Might have said, Drew, man, you wouldn't play." Maybe for he me. told them, "Don't come play for me." Maybe like, you you wouldn't play for me. You wouldn't crack our starting lineup. Go go somewhere else. I don't know. But I just I just I don't know, man. I'm not assuming anything or throwing anything out there. But I just think I don't think Bianco is a bad coach. I just think I just I don't, think they, I don't the think players you, they recruit are not. There's, you know how when you have shit in your neck, I know it's a cliche statement. Sometimes they just don't give me that vibe. They just don't give me that vibe where they just they, put their head down and ball. They did have that in 2020. They had some guys with some shit in their neck. And before COVID shut it down, um, they it, it was unfortunate. It was like but them I, and who else was the other team? Tennessee in 2020 were like the two top teams in the country, hands down. But I can't be two-faced off it because – I can say the same thing about a lot of Texas Tech players too, or a lot of players in general on all over the country that have that kind of thing. So it's not just Ole Miss. No. It's, I'm not. It's, it's not just Ole Miss. It's just maybe they're unlucky, dude. I don't like. I don't get. I don't know. They're too good. They're too big of a baseball school and too damn good to not. 
I mean, Omaha's hard to get to. Don't get me wrong. So, yeah. but back to the Big Twelve. Let's get to the Big Twelve. Big Ten. Big, Big 10. Ten. Damn it, Big Ten. The Big Ten with twelve <laughs> schools. We yeah. need to start referring to the Big Twelve as the Big Nine for baseball. Call them the Big <laughs> Nine, and then we we can do the uh, the, the Big, Big 14. The Big Fourteen. Well, let's see, two, four, six, eight. I mean, I'm really 10. disappointed with the Big Ten. Maryland. I mean, there's 13 in the Big Big Ten. But I mean, look at the overall record. Just look at the overall record. Purdue yeah, and Maryland, Purdue 18 and one. Purdue and Maryland, and let's be honest, Rutgers. I mean, I, they have they have some good pieces. They can be okay, but Purdue and Maryland, and then look at everybody else. Eight and twelve, eight and thirteen, Nebraska nine and thirteen, is eleven such and nine. A disappointment this year. Eight and fifteen, ten and thirteen, nine and eleven. Not even, dude. Hold on, let me see how many teams. One, two, or no, one, two, three, four, five, six teams out of how many? Thirteen or have above mm-hmm. five hundred record. More than fifty percent of the teams have a losing record. That is horrible for a Power Five conference. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I thought Indiana was going to be a lot better than what they were. Nebraska had way higher hopes. The uh, the surprise team really is Rutgers. They're sixteen and six. They're two Purdue, and one conference. Purdue as well, eighteen and one. But I still think this this conference runs through Maryland, and I will I will hold that opinion all year. They're they're a good team. Obviously, they lost two out of three to Dallas Baptist, but that's a tough that's a tough non conference to schedule. <laughs> Um, go down to Dallas Baptist, and uh, and they won a game, so they didn't get swept. Who? I, Maryland. Oh yeah. So I mean, they, Indiana lost three out of four at home against Xavier. That is unacceptable. Awful, 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 man, awful. Well, Michigan's a wild card team for me here. Yeah, they're thirteen. Yeah, I, yeah, we we can't we can't forget about Michigan. They're honestly, man. I think I would put my money on Michigan to win the Big Ten right now. Mm. For better think, odds, yeah. Mm. I'll take that bet. Team. I'll take I'll take Maryland over Michigan to win the Big Ten. You think so? Yeah, I think I think Michigan has done it before. They know what it takes. I think Mar- it takes them year, Maryland a year or two, three years before they get their Big Ten title. It's just really? hard, man. It's hard. This to is go. this would be the year to win it, man. It's so down. It's so down, but it's still not easy. You Listen know that. Listen to this, dude. Maryland swept Baylor, swept Campbell. Um, they they're good. Don't get me wrong, they're good. They lost two out of three to Dallas Baptist. That's really like their their only I bad think, stretch. I, I think it's the Mike Morrison effect. Yeah, dude. He's got Mike Morrison has that team pitching, dude. They they look real good, and they have a soft part of the schedule coming up. It's Towson, George Mason, Penn State, George Mason, Navy, Minnesota. <laughs> They don't play another team above 500 until James Madison in midweek, middle of April. Um, they only have one, two, three, four teams, like five teams left that have above a 500 record. Do you know, do you know what Maryland Sunday starter's name is? It's one of my favorite names. I don't know. He pitched today. No idea. Savacool. Savacool? S A V A. Cool. I think it's such a cool name, like Savage Cool. cool. Savage Cool. Savage Cool. Like, hey, we cool in it. We we Savage Cool in. And by the way, he's gone. What did he What did he do today? I mean, I he went five straight of seven plus innings to start the season. I don't forget what he did today against Dallas Baptist, but I mean, I think we pretty much covered the whole weekend, boy. Um, Yeah. Let's let's. um, I'm dropping the mid major power rankings right now. 
Yeah. And then, uh, so we have the mid-major power rankings coming and then a little bit of a preview for the midweek. We're not going to spend much time, but like you got Liberty and Duke playing, you got, um, Georgia, Southern Georgia and Texas state, Sam Houston. That's going to be a good one. Texas. Oh, Texas A&M and Texas play. Oh, that's it. Midweek. And same with Oklahoma state, Oklahoma, Arizona, Grand Canyon. That'll be fun. Florida and Florida State. Oh, playing again. Fun. Grand Canyon. Hey, yeah. by the way, Grand Canyon's in the mid-major pool. They're too good to not be in it. They're mm-hmm. good enough. But Florida and Florida State, that'll be another another good. Yeah, because that one got canceled last mm-hmm. week, I believe. Yep. But so that pretty much sums up the episode here. You guys have anything else before we get off? Mississippi State um, is back. Ben, I just want to let the listeners know um, the 11.7 podcast is bigger than just Ben Upton. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Dimitri runs the Twitter, everybody. Quit tagging me in tweets. You, you can definitely tell the tweets that I tweet out and the ones that Dimitri tweets out. The ones that go viral, those are Dimitri's. Mine are no, the ones ben, like, ben. oh, this is a nice single up the middle. I'm not gonna expose <laughs> I'm not gonna expose this, but I think I don't know if Stoney and Dez have caught on which one are yours yet. Oh, it's super easy. Can to you tell. guys tell uh, 90%? Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a Especially while, I'll throw a curveball in there and try to type like Dimitri. And uh, <laughs> and that's part of the joke where it kind of tells you that Ben tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Last year, Ben t- typed the tweet literally exact way I would. And I, t- I texted him and said, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not me. <laughs> it's true. Because I was like, I didn't tweet that. Like, <laughs> Did I, I tweet this? <laughs> <laughs> no, we got hacked. Um, but yeah, anyways, let's, let's end it there. I, I hate ending podcasts. I never know how to do it. So y'all, uh, Hey, hey peace, love college baseball, baby. Yep. We putting on a t-shirt. March madness is over now. Almost. We got down to the no, final four. So it's almost Duke, North Carolina. I mean, who could have predicted it? Everybody is rigged. Everyone rigged, rigged, <laughs> but y'all, y'all have a good rigged. week. We'll be back Thursday to preview the weekend and recap the midweek. Uh, appreciate everybody's support. We're going to get out of here. Love you guys. Shout out Davidson. Love you guys.